Hey, welcome to Chaos in the Attic. I'm your host, Noor. I'm here to share all things that go on in my head, from thoughts to my opinions on things that I feel should be talked about and things that are just not addressed at all. I know we all have thoughts that we feel are not discussed, and I'm here to hopefully express some of those thoughts that you're having. Thanks for tuning in, and now let's get chaotic. Hello and welcome to Chaos in the Attic or welcome back to Chaos in the Attic. I hope this episode finds you happy, healthy, well surrounded by all the love, wonders and magic that the world has to offer. So I am super excited about this episode and I know I say that a lot about every single episode but truly I did not expect this episode to go in the way that it went into and I'm just so happy with how this episode came to be and everything that is within this episode is truly magical so if you've been following me for a while on any of my social accounts then you probably know my little obsession and love for something called asha pops they're like these popcorn um snacks but not really popcorn not popcorn at all actually they're made from water lily seeds so let me tell you my story of how i found asha pops i personally have not ever been someone to really care for popcorn i just get annoyed from it it's so hard to get all the seeds to be popped for one and and then there's also the fact that it gets stuck in your teeth makes you feel bloated makes you feel sluggish and just wears you down and i've also just been someone my whole life to have a sweet tooth so if i were to have a snack it would always be chocolate maybe like crunch or i don't know m&m something like that that's what i would grab if i was going to the cinema or if i just wanted like a a snack a snack yes (laughs) and um so over the years i have definitely grown out of my sweet tooth and i've just become someone who prefers salty food however that doesn't mean that i like popcorn but i was one day walking in the grocery store and i stumbled upon this really cute packaging and it was in pink and it said ash pops and it said popped water lily seeds And that immediately hooked me on because if you want to know a fun fact about me is I have a little obsession with water lilies. Yes, the plant, the actual water lily plant. So when I saw water lily seeds, I was like, hmm, I have to try this. They look fun. They look like popcorn. I'm just going to give it a go, even though I don't really like popcorn. So I got a bag, opened it up, and within the first bite I was literally mind blown. You know, like that sense of like something like rushing up into your brain, like just like this happiness, joyful feeling. That is literally what I felt. And ever since that day, I can say I am a huge fan. For one, it doesn't get stuck in your teeth. It doesn't leave you lethargic and bloated. And when I say, whenever I eat Osh Pops and I just go to sleep like a baby, I truly mean that and that's just because water lily seeds happen to be high in magnesium. So not only are these snacks, this I'm going to say popcorn like snacks, these water lily popped water lily seeds, not only are they fun to eat but they make you feel good on a physical level and because anything that makes you feel good on a physical level makes you feel good on an emotional level and on top of all of that you truly do feel the love within each bite like this company in itself this brand this product all the team are coming from such a loving place and we talk about that in this episode but truly like the way that they connect to their to their 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 customers is just so beautiful like i truly feel taken care of and it's like i'm not even your child i'm not it's like it truly feels like a mother is taking care of you and it's just beautiful so i obviously had to get the founders on unfortunately asha the mother of the product was out of town so i had her wonderful son jay but he definitely made sure to fill the episode with so much goodness for the two of them. 
We talk about how Asha Pops came to be, sourcing water lily seeds, working with your mom, grounding in spiritual practices, and surrendering to the chaos. I know, it's a lot, and there is a lot more. Jay is just so genuine, kind, and wise, and I'm sure you will feel inspired after you listen to this episode. So on that note, let's get into the episode. Well, I'll start by saying that this weekend I went and I watched Elvis and of course I had to have my Asha Pops with me and all I was sitting there wishing was I cannot wait for the day that movie theaters instead of popcorn just offered Asha Pops and like you just go and that's like you know that that's just what you're gonna get and I really do pray for that one day to happen. From your mouth to the universe. So in saying that, let's start by, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about Ashpop and how it came to be? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love for my mom to be here, and, uh, but she's back home uh, for a family emergency. But basically my mom, Asha, and I co-founded Ashapops uh, about four years ago here in Los Angeles. We started in the farmer's markets and with the Lord's grace and a lot of blessings from all our Ashapops fam. We've grown quite a bit. Uh, basically, the vision for the company was to bring plant-based snacks and foods um, that are um, that my mom grew up eating uh, in India that she doesn't see here in the U.S., starting with our popped water lily seeds. Um, and the goal is to sort of bring Ayurvedic foods, Ayurveda being the Indian holistic science that sort of uh, prescribes that based on your body type, there are certain foods you should, that they recommend you eat. Um, and so, you know, yoga is a part of the is the physical exercise aspect of it and then there's a whole dietary aspect um and so that's sort of the vision of the company and obviously happy to elaborate more but that's sort of a quick intro on us yeah no that's great i mean let's just so let's talk about that a little bit about the originality of making the product and how that came to be so did you start off by first just making it at home and then bringing that into farmers markets how did that exactly go about like how did you go about that yeah absolutely so yes the short answer is yes but basically my mom so what happened was that my mom grew up eating these lily seeds right this was her um, popcorn if you were growing up in india as a child um and then she started eating them again because she was having trouble sleeping at night and she was looking for sort of a healthy midnight snack and so she started eating these seeds again um, um and you know, she basically made it for herself and she has a little bit of a sweet tooth. So she made a dark chocolate version of it, which is not very traditional. Traditionally, they didn't eat it as a sweet snack. Uh, but, you know, being my mom, she was like, and being a mother, she was like, you know, Jay, you need to have these two. They're way better than popcorn is for you. And, you know, I tried them out and uh, I didn't grow up with them candidly. I feel like it almost skipped a generation, which is really weird when I speak to my Indian friends and cousins as well. Uh, but anyways, I, I you know, I, I tried them out and I love the fact that it didn't get stuck in my teeth like popcorn does. And then number two, as I get older, like popcorn really makes me feel heavy and bloated, if you will. So with these, I didn't feel that. And so I would take them out for my meetings and, you know, um, I'd offer them to friends. And, you know, once enough of them were like, wow, this is amazing. Like, you're, you should do something with this, you know, with your mom. Uh, I remember asking my mom, so like, mom, what do you think? Like one of them recommended we go to the farmer's market. And she was like, uh, you know, I'll do it if you help me out. And so that's how it kind of started. You know, we started in the farmer's markets. We made it at home in our home kitchen, we got a home, um, a cottage food permit to sort of make it out of our home kitchen and we sold it at the farmer's markets. And the response was just, you know, fantastic. People love the product, uh, but in, in my opinion, more importantly, they really resonated with my mom. My mom was having a blast. And so it's just positive energy all around. And I got sucked into that energy and that's when I jumped on full-time as well. But yes, throughout the six months in the farmer's market, we were making it at home. Uh, and then as we started to get in national food stores, we then rented a small commercial, shared commercial kitchen space where mom and I would make it, you know, ourselves, mom would basically make the savory flavors. I do the, the chocolate flavor. And then both of us would be sitting there packaging it into these little off the shelf, like, um, pouches. Uh, and then we put them in, put them into our suitcase, if you will. And then we take the suitcase to our uh, farmer's market and we'd sell it. So we did, a, you know, a lot of the different farmer's markets to begin with, uh, Brentwood, downtown, Marie Del Rey, Cal Calabasas, Sherman Oaks. And the whole goal of that was to just interact with our customers, understand what resonates, what doesn't, um, and just really understand what is the problem we're solving with our first product, which were the water lily seeds. I, I want to kind of go back to like, just like the concept of water lily seeds, which I find just so interesting. I'm very fascinated by just water lilies in general. 
So I think that was like the first thing. I I will say, I never cared for popcorn. I'm not the person that would go for popcorn. But when I try, when I saw like that appeal of like, oh, water lily, water lily seeds, like what exactly, like how does that even work? And so I tried it and then ever since, now I can say I'm a huge fan for sure. And I never thought I would be someone that would like pick something like that. So I'm interested in how exactly are water lily harvested and like to get the seeds and is that just something that's very common in India like something that your mom did grow up eating and yeah how do you cultivate that how do you bring that to use as like for for the product yeah absolutely and um yeah you know in fact in the first few days of the in the first few weekends of the farmer's market I you know I'd be like water lily seeds and be like wait so you want us to grow water lilies with these like are you selling seeds for us to garden and I'm like no 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 you're supposed to eat them and people I remember people's reactions were just like mind blown <laughs> it's like what is this guy talking about um but basically they you know so these seeds come from a specific variety of water lilies called the Ural Farox and they're grown in like India and even within India they're grown in a specific region so it's not available across India so it's grown in like the central north north central part of India if you will um in, a, in states called Bihar and West Bengal and so on and so forth. And, you know, basically um, there's about 15 to 20 seeds per lily flower that, you know, during harvesting time fall into the, fall to the base of the pond. Uh, they're then sort of harvested by the farmers and then they're sort of roasted, popped, baked, uh, seasoned. And that's when, you know, you get sort of the finished product. Um, they're extremely, they're, you know, they're, like I said, my, my mom's generation, all of them knew about it because A, they would eat it, but B, also they were considered, um, because it's a superfood, they were, you know, they were consumed on special occasions, uh, holy festivals, they were sort of uh, uh, presented as an offering to the gods, right? Um, and so, um, so in that generation, definitely everybody knew about it. Uh, our generation kind of skipped a bit, but then it started getting popularity again in the last 10 years. And so now it's very common in India as well. Like if you go to India and you ask for makana, everybody knows about it, uh, and which is great because I feel like it's such a nutritious snack that like somehow just like skipped a generation. So I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm uh, you know I'm glad that the Lord is bringing it back. Um, but yeah, so you know, grown in specific regions, grown out of water lily flower, um, and you know, very sustainable supply chain. Um, a very manual process as it is now. So, you know, a lot of it is extremely manual, done by hand by the farmers. Um, but of course, the hope is that as time goes on, we can sort of bring some like uh, automation to it so that it's easier for the farmers versus them having to do everything literally with their hands manually. Yeah, I think that's just, it's just very beautiful, like the process of the whole thing. And I love how it's so deeply connected to your roots. Obviously, like that's the reason why it came to be and why your mother brought it. And um, I also just love the fact that it, it, it like it serves as an offering because in, a, in that sense, it's also like obviously with the benefits of it, it's also serving our bodies in a healthier way than popcorn does. Yeah. And just in terms of that, I mean, what are the benefits of water lily seeds? I know you mentioned your mom having difficulties with sleep and I'll touch on that for sure. But I'm just interested to hear on the benefits of having water lily seeds. Yeah. yeah, and I guess a point uh, before I answer that question is that, you know, we speak about spirituality, in my opinion, you know, we're here to serve and we're mediums to serve. And one of the, uh, and, you know, so from uh, what really wakes me up every morning is the fact that, you know, we're bringing sort of a healthy alternative and allergen free alternative to the US, right? We've had a lot of like customers emails and be like, oh my God, we couldn't eat popcorn. We couldn't eat this. We couldn't eat that. And now we're like able to eat it again. So thank you so much. Um, and then of course, those are looking for a healthy snack, but also on the supply end, I mean, a lot of these seeds, not a lot, actually, all of these seeds are coming from like really like um, economically challenged regions of India. Like the, these states have had like, you know, they're, they have so much, but just because of all of the issues there, like, the, you know, the farmers aren't getting paid and there's a lot of poverty, right? And so I feel like it's such an amazing opportunity to sort of create a market for these people so that they're able to sort of earn a daily wage, right? And if not more. Um, and so I think that's the beautiful thing is that like, um, it's an opportunity to help, like help them sort of, you know, help them economically sort of move up the ladder, hopefully. And so that, that's what really gets me excited. Uh, but to answer your question more directly, the um, benefits of the, of the snack are, um, you know, it's a, it's a low calorie snack, uh, right? It's 120 calories in the bag. It's got antioxidants, right? It's got magnesium. It's got, um, 
uh, it's got, um, it's, it was historically, if my mom was here, she would tell you that um, when, when women were on the periods or they were pregnant, this was a snack that they would also eat. Um, uh, reasons for which she can elaborate more on <laughs> offline. Uh, but, um, uh, and then also in terms of the fact that it's, um, it's uh, allergen free, uh, makes it a, sort of a big, um, makes it amazing for those that have these sort of uh, dietary sensitivities. Um, and then lastly, I also think that, you know, the, because it's sourced uh, straight from these farms, you know, it's all non-GMO, right? There's no like adulteration, if you will, as there is with uh, existing like puffs and popcorn that we got on the market. Well, I was going to say like for sure in terms of like the magnesium, I definitely feel like on on days that I am having like gosh, especially at night, I sleep a lot, a lot better. Um, but I'm really happy that you spoke about like the sourcing of it because I was going to ask you like the ethical um, background of like sourcing these ingredients and getting them and then also like the quality of it. And I think that's really important. Like obviously anything that we put in our bodies, we want to know it comes from a good source. But above that, we also want to know that it is supporting some type of community that is being supportive and caring towards the people that are harvesting this food for us. And I really love that. That is something that you, you spoke about. Yeah. And, and I think the, um, um, you know, in terms of the, uh, the qualities as well, like the, the, these seeds come in different qualities, right? So there's like, it's, they come in different sizes, if you will, and it's like a whole variation. Um, and so from our standpoint as well, like it was important, especially for my mom that we're sort of, um, when you open an Ashapop's bag, like it's basically the highest quality. So it's basically the, it's the size that they call the hand-picked size. And it's sort of the biggest of them. They're the fluffiest and the most nutrient dense. Uh, and so to sort of, we, you know, our team basically goes visually inspects and manually goes to all the seats to remove all the flats and all the broken seats. So that when you're opening the bag, you're basically getting sort of the biggest and the highest quality and the most fluffiest ones. Uh, I think the second point I want also, I want to also mention is that as this market grows, our, our hope is that we're able to take out, um, you know, some of the middlemen in this industry, because I feel like historically the farmers were doing all the work, but they were not really getting paid the amounts that you know they deserve frankly and so i my, my my real hope and this is something i always talk about when i go back to india with and i talk to people in the industries that as this industry gets bigger and there's more of a market then you know we can start to sort of ensure that the money is going straight to the farmers by all the people who are buying from them versus through all the middlemen that sort of tend to um you know um keep it within themselves if you will which is extremely unfortunate yeah, I agree with that. And I, yeah, another thing I was going to tell you is like, what what excites you about being an entrepreneur in this field and like being able to not only just prov- like get like this product out there, but and then like the actual business in itself. Um, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? So um, multiple thoughts, <laughs> but I'll start with uh, you know, when I when I mentioned the farmers market piece, I think the important piece here was that, uh, you know, um, the, the important piece I did mention was that, you know, my mom and I would be sitting, you know, side by side, or rather I'd be standing, I'd be, you know, yelling and shouting, hey, water lily seeds, water lily seeds, come try it out. And my mom would be sitting on, be, beside me. Uh, and then, you know, people would come by and they would just, you know, as I was selling, you know, people would come by, they'd talk to me, whatever, then they'd see my mom, they start talking to my mom. And, you know, I get just distracted with the whole, the whole selling thing. But then I look, you know, 30 minutes later, she's, you know, my mom's still talking to the same person. And, you know, this started to become sort of a theme. And a lot of people will come by and then after they'd be like, oh, my God, I was feeling so sad. I was feeling so depressed. And, like, I was going through a divorce, you know, whatever. And I spoke to your mom and I just feel so much lighter now. Like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Right. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. All right, cool. But then this kind of became the theme. And so I feel like um, for for, you know, in the initial part of this, I mentioned the vision, but I think the mission for us is to sort of spread, spread my mom's healing energy, spread good energy and sort of help people sort of deal with what they're going through. And so even if they're scrolling through Instagram and if they come across our post and even for a minute, if we can make them feel better, then that is impact for us. And that is, you know, positive impact. And so, you know, once COVID hit, of course, we couldn't do any of the markets anymore. So we were sort of interacting with our customers through Instagram. And even through Instagram, you know, when my mom would like communicate with them, like we had several instances where our customers would come back and be like, and one of them was notable, uh, which I always remember is like, she, you know, she was like, I'm here, it's a Thursday evening, I'm sitting in the darkness, and I was feeling very depressed. I was here sitting with my cat. And, you know, I saw your video, and I literally jumped up, and I'm feeling so much better. So thank you for lifting me out of my cloud. You know, I appreciate it. 
um, it was a much longer note, but I'm summarizing. But basically, you know, that note makes, you know, it's just, that's the reason why we're doing this, really, honestly, because that is, to me, real impact. If I can make you feel better, that is the biggest thing. Like, that is, what is better than that? If I can make you, and it's not me, my mom. <laughs> if my mom can make you feel, then that is an amazing thing. And so I feel like that is the mission of the company, is to spread good energy, to spread heart, to spread love. Every time I hire as well, it's like we're a heart-centered company and that's important to us. And that's the value that we're putting out there. Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's what gets me excited is like being that medium to sort of spread that energy. And I tell my team as well, people ask me like, what is the difference between, you know, how, do you, how does your mom and you, how do you split your roles? And I said, we both are CEOs. I'm the chief executive, but she, she's the, chief, more importantly, she's the chief energy officer. She just sends a shit ton of like positive energy. And that's, that's what we're all about. And so I feel like that's what we need to send out. And even with our, even when I talk to my colleagues in sales or on social media, like that's my first thing is like, we need to be sending out loving, healing energy from the heart, not from the head. I mean, the head has its use, but let's send it out from the heart. And that's what really matters because that's what makes us human. And that's what, we, that's what we're here for is to help serve. And we serve through the heart. That is very beautiful. And I would argue that you, you are also a part of that positivity that is sending out, not just your mom, of course, both of you. Um, and I, that is something that I definitely want to talk about is that this is a family business and it does feel not only that it's a family business, but the way that you connect and reach out and communicate with your customers is, is as if they're an extended family. And I really do feel, I personally felt it that you you do feel taken care of whether that is on a physical level because the ingredients are so supportive to our physicality but also on an emotional level because you do feel the love it's i something i always speak about is like cooking for yourself you're actually putting in that energy of like goodness into the food that when you consume it you actually feel that positivity and that love within you and that is something that is 100 percent felt through consuming your products and having oshpops and that communication if my mom was here she would have jumped up, jumped up in joy with what you just said because she like she always says that she's like it's all, how you cook like when you're well how you're feeling when you're cooking is important and like that's why like a mother's food is so like it's so amazing is because she cooks with so much love um and so that's an important thing and for her as well like even when we're like um you know um when we have our team like that's the one thing she looks for like she's in charge of sort of culture and hiring right and she's that's for her that's the most important thing is like how are you feeling when you're cooking and if you're not in a good mood then don't make it because that's gonna carry forward so i'm glad you said that and if she was here she would have jumped up in joy so <laughs> that's good um what i mean what is it like having a family business and starting this with your with your mom i feel like there's obviously when you're with a partner with your with someone a significant other or a friend but specifically your mom i think yeah. there might be some barriers you know like you need to either always say yes mom or you know there's like certain boundaries what is it like for you having that family business yeah i've, I've gotten asked that question a few times actually uh it's actually, you know, I'm blessed in that my mom is very open-minded. Um, um, so I think I'm blessed in that uh, I, I haven't had as many challenges. Um, so with her and I, it's actually been amazing. Um, it's really been amazing because I've got to learn so much from her. Uh, you know, there's times when I'd be sitting in, uh, so my past background is in, you know, corporate strategy, um, uh, venture capital, finance, right? I trained as an engineer. So I've done different things. And as part of that, you know, that was my formal training, if you will. So, you know, when I'd be interviewing people, I'd be doing whatever as part of Asha Pops, you obviously fall back on what you've learned. And so I would do my thing. And then, you know, like as in an interview, I'd be asking all these questions for 45 minutes. My mom would just be sitting there silent. And I'm like, mom, don't you have any questions? She's like, no, 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 I'm good. And then like after the hour, I'd be like, so mom, well, you know, what do you think? And she'd give me this whole assessment of like what she thought that this person would be good at, what would she enjoy? I'm like, damn it, how did you get all that information without asking any questions? And so I feel like she really relies, A, is, she has a lot of wisdom that comes from age. Uh, she's gone, gone through a lot. She's seen a lot. Um, and then I think, you know, there's also the power of intuition, right? And so I think working with her has made me appreciate the power of intuition, uh, power of sort of listening to, your, to that inner voice. Um, and so for me, it's been a deeply spiritual experience. And I tell people that Aisha Pops is a spiritual journey for me because uh, there's a lot of things that I've seen and witnessed uh that i'm just like wow like that's amazing and i'm a believer right and um and so i'm grateful for this opportunity and no i've had you know i think the only challenging thing for the two of us is that because we're so vested in asha pops 
if I'm trying to like not like take a break and just like step aside and like think about anything but the business, I don't know, maybe something else like, I don't know, soccer. And then my mom thinks of something business related. And even though it's nine o'clock at night, she'd be like, oh, what happened about that? And I'm like, oh, God, I need some separation. So I think that's the most sometimes that's a, that's challenging, uh, candidly. But honestly, that's not a big deal. So I think for the most part, you know, it's it's been really good. Uh, and that's because I feel like, of course, I'm younger. So I feel like there's a lot to learn from her. But I think to her credit as well, she sort of has an attitude that says, hey, what can I learn from, you know, people younger than me? What can I learn from the newer generation? And I applaud her for that attitude because that makes it a lot easier. Um, so short answer, it's been amazing. I've learned a lot. Um, there's really no complaints. Yeah, that makes me really happy. I mean, I love it when when there is that like, common ground of like of respecting each other and i mean what what are things that you've learned from your mom and what do you feel like you've taught her uh so i think she's my my she's my best friend and I, you know my, my girlfriend as well she's just like my god both of you have such an amazing like friendly relationship it's crazy um but what have i learned from her i've learned from her that uh Thinking analytically, analytically and uh, taking decisions analytically has its place, but you also, but at the end of the day, we're human. And so the human factor matters, the, the, the intuition matters and give it as much weight as you would give to your analytical, rational decision-making. So balance it out, bring some balance. And that spirituality is sort of, uh, for me, speaking of myself, is a journey from the head to the heart, right? And so I think if you can balance the two, then that's a beautiful thing. And so I think being with her has taught me to sort of learn what that balance is like. Um, and you know, there were, there's obviously challenging times and especially in these times that we're in where, uh, honestly there's every, every day there's a challenge as a young business, but you know, especially through COVID and stuff. So having her has been very grounding because she kind of puts life in perspective. Right. Um, and sometimes you get so into this hole of entrepreneurship that like, all you can think about is entrepreneurship. And if that day goes bad, you're like, oh my God, like life has ended, you know, and you get very dramatic sometimes, or I do rather. Uh, but you know she's kind of she's kind of like that neutral like eh you know it's fine don't worry about it life is good you know tomorrow you will bounce back up and so I think she's a she's she's an amazing support system and as my girlfriend says like she's my she's my she's my coach she's my executive coach uh, so I've learned a lot from her I think it'd be hard for me to like put all of those learnings um, in a short way but from my mom what she learned from me I uh, I don't know I think that's I I don't think I can speak for her I think that she'd have to answer this question herself but. Uh, I think most of the learning has been from me, you know, for me, from her. Um, I think the one thing she does say is that um, a lot of times, like when it came to re recipe development and all this other stuff, like she'd be like, oh, like I'm not an expert. I'm just like a homemaker. I'm just been a housewife, like all my 40 years. Like, what do I know about this? Like, I think we should get a professional consultant. And I strongly disagreed with that. I'm like, you know, you're going to do it and you're freaking good at what you do. And this is Asha Pop, so Asha's going to do it and you're going to do it. And I, would, I remember having these conversations back and forth and she did it and she did a freaking fantastic job. And so I feel like, um, I think for her, if, I think that this, she's been asked this question before and her answer is that like sort of self-confidence and sort of, you know, realizing that my experience also like was good experience. It wasn't corporate experience, but I learned in different ways. Um, and I think that's, I, I hope everybody else also, is some, you know, someone is of my mom's age and she's trying to, listening to this and like, you know, power to you all. I feel like, you know, just being a housewife is like, it's, that's a lot. It's like, you, you know, you learn a lot of life skills. And so I don't think it's fair to diminish that experience. And, you know, sometimes it teaches you in more than corporate America ever could. And so I think that's, that's my message is that, you know, like there's a lot of talent there. And I, I'm grateful that Asha found a way to express <clears throat> her creativity and her skills and her wisdom through Asha Pops. I agree with that. I mean, there is definitely a lot to learn from being a housewife and that isn't just just a housewife. Yeah, and absolutely. yeah, I mean, you're doing all the taking care of, you're managing your children, you're managing the household, you're managing yeah. so much. Yeah, family, all of that. Like, yeah. A lot of people management going on, which, which I think sometimes they take for granted. So I, I think that's what she would say is like putting mm. that in perspective. Yeah, and I, I really like the way that she she feels more empowered and more trusting and confident That's in herself. Right. Yeah. Um, well, how do you differentiate your your roles like in the business? How do you like how do you divide the roles up? And then also how do you when do you like set aside that okay, this is do you, well, do you in general set aside that we're today's a business day and other times like we're just mother and son and how do you go about that you know i i've like 
this might sound like I've we've literally had no trouble with that. Like she's always a mother first, and so there's never you know just we've not struggled with that. Um, I know in my past business experiences, I, we had to define this with my co-founder and stuff, but surprisingly with her, it's just, it's, it's so fluid. I literally were like with the best friends. So it's just, it's fluid, um, but she's always a mother. So that's, uh, that's always mother first. Um, um, in terms of how we divide the roles, I think like, in, uh, I take care of all of the businessy related stuff, right? But if there's any like new recipe development, R&D, hiring, um, people management, culture, like how do we define culture, like all of that stuff, or like um, social media, like aesthetic, um, like a lot of the creative stuff, like she sort of takes over. Um, and so like, she's, you know, um, so I think that's her. And then for me, it's more of the business related stuff, like supply chain operations, finance, and all of that stuff. But when do we stop being business partners and then family? Like, honestly, it's so fluid, it's in flow. Like we don't really have to, it's, we've never had challenges since it's just it's always yeah i don't know i think we just had a good relationship so i mean that's obviously 100 percent like valid because i do think that when people do struggle in a sense it's that maybe they're struggling in one area or their the relationship in general isn't very strong so that just goes to show that you do have very tight relationship with your mom and you both are taking care of each other in in a mutual way and you're both receiving that care so you don't you're not you don't feel the need to set those boundaries of this is business this is family this is that yeah 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 yeah, exactly and i you know i I think where there's love and at least as pure as i can get then everything is sort of like it becomes very easy becomes very fluid and then of course mother and son like you know it's just it's like who more would I love more than my mother and then you know vice versa right so it's just there's times where I'm like oh I don't really understand why she's saying that but whatever she's my mom so she probably means well so you know maybe she's hungry so let's just talk about her tomorrow and it's easy for me to do that Uh, and that's probably because she's my mother as well and and vice versa so um so yeah it's a blessing yeah do you have any siblings yes I have three older siblings I'm the baby of the family (laughs) um so all three of my siblings are much older than the 40s each have two kids so i'm a proud uncle of six um but yeah i'm the baby of the family so uh, that's probably why my mom and i also have such a close relationship uh, definitely mama's boy do you do you think that you're, you're her favorite her favorite child <laughs> yeah i'd say so <laughs> I, i'd say so i think she had the most time with me because i think with my three siblings like they all were close in age and like those are just a lot going on family wise so i think she was just very distracted but i think with me she got like 100 percent. i got 100 percent. so you know i think so and i and you know my three siblings are not really even siblings they're more like two moms and a dad um they're more like parents than they are like siblings and i'm treated that way too so um it's been amazing um yeah yeah it's been amazing but i think in terms of the you know the the boundaries pieces which you bring up is an important question because i think it's an important thing that's sometimes challenging as an entrepreneur especially when you have co-founders um not in asha pops's case but in my previous businesses and i think that's something that uh also is hard to do in certain cultures um because certain cultures you're not taught to sort of establish that boundaries um but i think that's such an important thing um because that just makes life so much easier and it sort of reduces the amount of resentment that one feels when you realize that okay this is how i feel and i'm putting it out there and it you know this is and and whether it's respected or not is then the second question but at least you're sort of being clear with yourself about this is what matters to me yeah yeah i agree with that um well i kind of want to rewind and talk about your upbringing i mean where did you grow up and how did you i guess what was your childhood like yeah so um so my mom's born and raised in india uh but then we moved uh, they moved to the dubai I mean, they moved to dubai about like 30 40 years ago and so i was born and raised in well not 30 i'm, I'm 32 myself so way longer um 45 50 years ago sorry and then i so i was born and raised in dubai and then i moved to the us for high school so i moved to connecticut for high school uh, you know, did my engineering in Boston, and then I moved out to LA about 10 years ago. But my bringing, my father was an entrepreneur as well, right? Tried multiple businesses and sort of went through a lot of struggle and kind of like, you know, he had to make ends meet because he had three kids to feed. Uh, so, uh, you know, very tough, <clears throat> tough time for him. 
And then he finally found the business that sort of, you know, paid for all the bills. And he's been, you know, he was in that ever since. Uh, but growing up as a kid, like, you know, my outings with my dad were basically, you know, going to construction sites with him and seeing all the trucks and like, you know, going with him and waiting, you know, in the, in the finance department's office waiting for collections and he'd be waiting for five hours, like, you know, just to get that check. And I'd be sitting with him the whole time. Uh, you know, if he had to go to the bank, I'd go with him and see how he's interacting with people. And so I think, you know, in hindsight, that was very formative because now as I go through entrepreneurship and I go through Asha Pops, I find myself sort of acting like, you know, uh, you know, you always go back to what you've seen. And so I, I, sometimes I catch myself sounding just like my father, which is freaky sometimes. And so, so I think that was very formative for me for, to be able to be with my dad as he went about doing his business. Um, and, but overall, I think I had a very like, uh, you know, compared to my siblings, I was very blessed. Uh, I think, uh, you know, um, a lot of the financial challenges that or the harsh financial challenges that my family faced in the early times were somewhat mitigated by the time I came around. Um, and so my bringing in Dubai was middle class. It was chill. I was, the, I was effectively the only child because my siblings were much older. Um, and then when I moved to the U.S., I lived with my brother, uh, who, who was like my second father. And my sister-in-law was also like my second mother. And so I hung out with them in Connecticut. And then um, while I was in Connecticut, I got my pilot's license. And so, um, which again was, uh, you know, my father's dream, but he didn't have the money to fulfill it. So became a pilot. And, and, and that's why I moved to LA because I got a job in aviation. And I was like, aviation's my thing. I'm going to do it. And then I moved to LA and then, you know, the universe took me along on this journey and now I'm in the food business. Who knew? Yeah, that I mean, we are always pulled into different directions than we expected ourselves to be in. And I, I mean, it's, I think that's, I mean, it's great to just even experience and have that, get that, be able to like fly a plane. And that's all great and really cool. And it's, it's always, it's never like a, a negative or like never a, a backward step. Like that was something that you felt like you wanted to do. And then yeah, things change and life happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I haven't flown in years because it's kind of expensive now. I mean, it's expensive to fly as an entrepreneur, but my hope is to get back into it at some point. But, uh, you know, I think it's that Steve Jobs' comment about, you know, when you look back, all the dots kind of connect, but you just have to do what makes sense. And I think, you know, the, the Lord or the universe or whatever you want to call it, like, is just, you know, frankly knows far more than I do of what I think I should do. And whatever has been presented to me has always, in the end, been way better um, than what I thought for myself. And so I think um, that's what Asha Pops has also taught me that I have this notion of how it should happen, but it doesn't really happen the way I, I want it to happen, which is in hindsight, you know, later on much, I'm much grateful for because the way it actually panned out was way better. And so I think just trusting and having faith that everything will pan out the way it should. And either way, like, you know, counting the blessings and feeling gratitude, gratitude regardless, I think is something that, uh, I've always, I always learned, of course, spirituality, religion, all of that teaches you that, but then sort of being able to sort of walk that on a daily basis, I think entrepreneurship really teaches you. The other thing is that you can make the biggest and best plans and have this beautiful Excel model, but really uh, when life works the way it works and sort of having that plan, but then also being in the, in the day-to-day versus just living in that future plan, which may not even pan out. Yes, 100%. I mean, I, I want to, I feel like part of like why you are someone who is very well connected or like has that positivity and that attitude of gratefulness and and wanting to spread love and wanting to spread goodness to everyone um I personally I don't know when you were saying when you were saying that you know you grew up in in Dubai and you then moved to Boston and then you went to LA and like being Indian I think having that cultural like mix and especially in Dubai where there is already so it's like such a hot spot for like different like it's very it feels very international and I think that's what really like brings you like at least from what I'm (laughs) seeing is what ties you around to the world and having that very grateful and loving perspective. Yeah, it's the, you know, I, I just found out about this term a few years ago. And when I found it, I was like, yes, finally, an identity I can hold on to is a third culture kid. And I don't know if you've heard of that term, but it kind of describes like kids like ours that are just, you know, different like ethnicity, move around different places. 
And I think that's been helpful because then I, you know, for me, it's just like, okay, you're human, I'm human. You have all of this identity to you. I have this identity to me, but at the end of the day, like we connect on a heart level. And so what makes you tick? What, you know, what are your experiences? Cause I'm sure I have experiences that I can connect with. And then that brings empathy. And when with empathy comes connection. And so you hit the nail on the head. I, you know, as I get older, I, I, I realize that. And my girlfriend, like, you know, <laughs> she's been meeting my friends and she's like, my God, all of these friends that have like these, like, you know, one's from like Thailand and like Shanghai and then like, you know, San Francisco, the other ones, like they're just from all over the place. And I think um, that's what it really helps because then you're, you start to see that at the end of the day, we're just all human. We all are, have a bunch of fears that sometimes drive our decisions, but we're also full of love. And so it's our choice, what we want to kind of focus on and look at and, and appreciate and empathize with. Yeah. Um, well, you talked about, you talked about- Are you born and raised in Boston or what's your story? I was born and raised in Boston, but my family are originally from Saudi Arabia. So nice. okay. yeah, I'm also a little bit of like all over the place. And I also like Saudi Arabia is also in a way has like, I was in an international school, so it yeah. did feel very mixed. Um, yeah, so I definitely feel like people like us do feel very tied to the world on a more of a global scale rather than just a specific place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I feel like there's more happening in the next generation when I look at my nieces and nephews as well. So I think it's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, you spoke earlier about Ashfa being like a spiritual journey for you. And I just wanted you to elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah, I think sometimes silence speaks best. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a little hard to verbalize that. Um, but I think uh, what Asha Pops has taught me, if I have to like break this down on an analytical basis, is that I had, you know, every day I wake up with expectations. And every day Asha Pops does not meet my expectations. But I say that in the best way possible because every day it breaks, it breaks down my ego to teach me that you know, there's 7 billion people in this world. And, you know, why should your expectation be met? You know, who are you for your expectation to be met? You are just one among 7 billion. And so it keeps reminding me that and I and, and I'm and I'm grateful for that, because it then allows me to get in my heart and just appreciate what I have and count the blessings. Because sometimes with those expectations come tunnel vision of like, oh, this is all the things that I wanted and didn't happen versus here, are like the billion things that you didn't even think about that, you know, has happened, which is amazing. And so I think just that shift in perspective is what's really helped. And then when the lockdown happened, I, you know, I was so into Asha Pops, um, you know, it was every day we were hustling and then the lockdown happened. And I remember in April, and I think this was with a lot of CPG companies, there was that one week when like sales just dipped and, uh, you know, I was sitting in my room and I was just like frantically typing on my laptop and my mom comes in and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm working. She's like, what are you working? There's nothing to work on. I was like, no, but I got to work. She's like, there's nothing to work on. Like, what are you doing? And, I, and she's just, just like, come out right now. Let's just sit and like have food and have dinner. And um, I mean, this sounds very like silly, like, of course, like, you know, like, why are you working? But it's like, when you get in that zone, you're just like, start to become like, it just becomes your life. And so I feel like that, you know, that, that period after lockdown was kind of, kind of like forced me to really introspect and, and bring that balance to my life. Uh, and in fact, after that, we, you know, I, I used to work weekends as well, and I kind of changed that. And so my, my mom and I decided that weekends we will we will take off every weekend for sure. So work Monday to Friday, and then Saturday Sunday stop working. Um, and that's when I met my girlfriend too. So that was helpful too. She brings a lot of balance in my life, Nandini. But um, but yeah, I think that you know, I, I think bring that balance and really understanding and introspecting why am I, you know, like why do I do the certain things that I do, uh, and sort of looking back and. Uh, meditating on it and sort of um, listening to the inner child and giving the inner child the time to like speak through what it wants to speak through versus keeping myself busy with work and not giving the inner child the time to sort of speak through whatever it needs to speak through. Uh, I think those are some of the, I mean, there's a lot more, but I think that's basically like high level <laughs> why it's a spiritual journey. And I, I think um, around that time as well, I started doing yoga. So I'm grateful for like my yoga instructor who came my way. Uh, along that time, I always had a meditation teacher, so that's been amazing. I'm grateful for him. And then there was also another healer who sort of came my way to sort of help me, you know, uh, understand like my motivations, why I do what I do. So I'm grateful to him as well. So I think all of that sort of came together and uh, uh, I feel a lot more integrated now than I did, I don't know, five years ago. And maybe that's a function of age as well, but 
I think all of that came together. And I feel like that external stimulus of having a startup really helped because sometimes when you're like in a, you know, I was on finance before, you're kind of living in the future, like, hey, like I'm gonna make my budget, I'm gonna make my plans. And in sort of bigger companies, it is bigger. So there's not as much variation day to day, but with Asha Pops, it's like every day is a new day. So taking it for what it is kind of forces you to appreciate life for what it is because, you know, I, I may not be alive in the next minute. So why take that for granted? And as, it, as cliche as that sounds, like when you really appreciate the depth of that statement, then it allows you to um, truly live life in, in the minute. I told my friend this on Sunday um, for the long weekend. He's like, that's depressing. <laughs> but, but I actually think that's freeing. It's the way how you look at it. I think it's very freeing as well because now you're, you're not living for the future plans. You're living for now and now is beautiful in itself. Yeah, it is. It, it makes you just feel more grateful for the moment and be more present in the moment and take the moment for exactly what it is and embrace it all and just be grateful. So yeah. I do agree with that. Yes, I hope that answered your question. No, it did. Well, I mean, what are your spiritual practices? Uh, so, it's, um, uh, so meditation for sure. And then um, uh, yoga, I started, you know, after lockdown. So I do that every morning now. And that's really helped with <clears throat> that's really helped with the meditation uh, and then a lot of chanting as well so the chanting has helped a lot so i think the three of those are kind of they kind of come together and they support each other <clears throat> they support each other um yeah and just you know <clears throat> being the, uh, listening and being there for people i think that's sometimes you know in listening one gets to, in listening to others you start to see you know we're all human so you sometimes it's hard to see the challenges in yourself or the things you're going through, but sometimes you see it in others. It's easier to see it in others. And by seeing it in others, you can now identify it in yourself. And that does two things. It builds empathy because you realize that you're not anything special, you know? And so you're able to empathize with the other person, but B, you're also able to work on yourself because you're like, oh, wow, like that's funny that this person said that because I've actually gone through that myself and I didn't realize, but now I realize. And so let me, let me look at this. Why, why do I think the way I do and why am I the way I am? Yeah. I mean, just being a human on this earth and also being an entrepreneur and having a business and dealing with life. How do you take care of your own addict? Like the chaos that happens every single day. It's chaos when you don't accept it. It's life when you accept it. So when I accept it, it's, it's just, the, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a part of life. The thunderstorm comes, it thunders, it bursts, the water falls out and then cloud moves away and it's just life. But the days when I don't accept it and I'm like trying to go with the way I wanted to go, then, then it's, then the term chaos is valid. So really it's all, it's how I feel is defines the day and how I look at the day defines the day. And the days when I'm uh, connected to my heart and I'm connected to the universe and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm connected to the, my fellow human beings, then, um, it's like a river flowing and you know there's like a you know there's something that's pushing it to the right and it just flows to the right but then the days that you know i'm not willing to be that then that's when the that's when it feels like chaos so i think it's a i think how i feel is the label that it can that can be put on it i think that's the best answer that was ever given on this podcast for that question i 100 percent believe that too i feel like we sometimes try to either avoid the chaos and try to like put 10,000 different things on top of it. Like, okay, yeah, maybe I need to go meditate now. Maybe I need to go do this, but maybe just accepting it for what it is and just letting it flow because that is just the way it's supposed to be is the way out of it or the way through it, the way that it will flow more easily. Yeah, I really like yeah, that answer. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, sometimes my mom will also call me out on it because you know, certain day I'm not feeling very good and I'm like you know what I'm mom I'm, I need 10 minutes I'm gonna go meditate she's like well that's kind of pointless I'm like well what does that mean she's like well you know if you're gonna go meditate also go with the right energy and the right intention like don't go all cranky and sit down there to close your eyes and meditate like that's you know go with the right intention so that when you're meditating you're, you're in that intention um and of course that's her and this is my opinion I'm not saying it's valid to everybody else but but that also resonated is like, you know, like if I'm sitting in that space where I meditate, then I should go into that space with the right energy and not go in there all cranky and then be like, I'll oh, close my eyes. And because frankly, that's not really work for me either. It's like when you're not in a good mood and you're sitting there and you're closing your eyes, you're just like, oh my God, like I'm hungry, like I'm cranky, like I need to eat something. And it's not for me, it's not worked at least. So 
so yeah, I think it's it's just being watching watching that watching that watching those waves and seeing where in that wave are you and realizing that for every um, peak there is a you know there's a crest and, and and vice versa. Well, I can kind of guess your answer to this question, but how would you encourage the listeners to be more aligned in that way and to live more in a way that uses their chaos? Um, I uh, man, I'm learning myself, so I feel like you know, uh, I don't know if I'm the best person to give this advice, but uh, I think for me, one thing I realized, and a lot of people always told me this, but I think I just took it for granted, is uh, having a routine really makes a difference. Um, in the early days, like I'd be like, sometimes I just stay awake later at night, like having calls. And then in the morning I'd land up waking up later and it's just, it would throw my routine off, but like just having a routine and waking up at the same time. And then for me, starting off with the yoga, starting off with the meditation really sets the day. Right. Um, and I've noticed it. I can feel like my reactivity is way lower. Um, and then just throughout the day, like, you know, it's not spirituality or like, even religion, uh, you know, uh, it's not just do it in the morning and then forget about it for the day and then, hey, come back to it later. It's a, it's a conscious process throughout the day. And so I think finding ways to remind yourself of that is amazing. So if, if you know, from a religious perspective, like if it's like, you know, in your mind, taking God's name, chanting, uh, and then the Muslims always say inshallah, which I think is a beautiful thing because it's constantly reminding them of that. Um, Hindus as well have that word, all Christians, you know, whatever, just find your whatever word and you don't need to say it out loud, but just finding ways to remind yourself of the, that energy and that, that, that spiritual energy, however you want to call it, I think is important throughout the day as well, because you're always meeting different people and different people are at different, uh, frequencies and different energies. And so you might've started off really high, but you know, as time goes on and you're getting tired too, like you might start to dip. And so you need to find a way throughout the day to keep yourself going up and you can't always sit, f- lock yourself in a room and meditate. So, um, so I think finding ways, whatever it is for you is important uh, for me, that's chanting that really helps. And I don't I chant in my head, but for others, whatever it may, might be for, um, if it's going into nature for a 30 minute walk, so be it. But I think it's important because I do find myself, uh, I do find myself like by the like afternoon time there is I do feel a certain dip and so I think this you need to find a way to sort of get back yourself you know get back on the horse if you will and maybe also have some Asha pops <laughs> maybe that, maybe that will ease <laughs> some of your chaos um what is next for Asha pops what's upcoming what's new what's yeah yeah um next is new flavors and new uh, products I mean my mom like from the beginning she's just one of those with a lot of like She's like bursting with ideas. And so right from the start, she's like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And I'm like, well, mom, it's only you and I. So like, we need to pick one and do it right and focus. Um, which if there's any entrepreneurs on listening, then please like make sure you focus unless you've raised like millions of dollars, in which case you can afford to not. But, um, but even then I think focus is important. Um, and so at this point, like as we start to grow, like I think the, our hope for next year is to launch a new product line um and then this fall we're planning to launch a new flavor and a new savory flavor so um welcoming recommendations from our asha pops fam and from you nor um but you know trying to uh, trying to do another savory flavor and then we'll we'll do a product line for next year um that's the plan for now and then god shall decide the rest well i'm very excited for whatever is new that comes out i'm a huge fan do you have time for a rapid fire question round? Sure. Okay. Um, okay. So the first question is, do you know your sun, moon, and rising sign by any chance? I know my sun is Sagittarius, my moon is Capricorn, but I don't know my rising. Okay. Well, I'm a sun Sagittarius too. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a favorite book? Uh, the autobiography of a yogi. They recently read the Radiant Sutras. Oh, I haven't heard that. It was really good, but I mean, definitely want to add that one to my list as well because I'm just like trying to dive deep into my yes. meditation. Can I check this out as well? Um, do you have a random tip or piece of advice? Oh man, this is not rapid at all, is it? Uh... 
energy flows where focus goes. So focus on the right things and everything else will follow. I like that. Mountain or sea? Mountain. Quote, a quote to live by. Energy flows where focus goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite animal or a spirit animal? Uh, a spirit animal would be uh, an eagle. Someone just soars, soars high. Like soars that. above the challenges. Um, I'm going to ask, I, this question is usually, what's your favorite food? So I'm going to ask you two questions. Your favorite food and favorite flavor of Asha Pops. Uh, man, recently I'm like, I'm so like addicted to baklava. I know it's dessert, but I've just been eating baklava every week. So baklava is my favorite food. But um, otherwise, honestly, uh, home cooked food, any food that my mom makes, I love. I'll eat it all. Um, um, Food from the outside, pizza. I love pizza. And then um, favorite Ashabas flavor, chili, for sure. I'm Indian. I love the spice. Uh, it, the chili gets me going every time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, what would you add to the world and what would you take away from the world? I think the world is beautiful the way it is. There's really uh, who am I to add and who am I to subtract. But what I can do is sort of what I would like to... Um, I think it's already happening. It's just, and it's amazing to see so many people embrace um, spirituality, embrace meditation, embrace yoga, uh, and embrace all these tools. Um, and so I'm just grateful to see that happen. And, and you know, um, may, they, may, you know may there be more of that. Um, do you have any mess- last messages that you want to share? Anything coming through to you? I think the, the, it's, you know, energy is all, it's like the energy you send out is literally what you're going to get back. So, and that's the only thing you control. So really figure out ways to like, um, work on that energy and raise the energy higher, whatever that may be for you, because it will come back to you. And for me, like you asked me a question before, what did you learn from your mother? And that's the biggest thing I've learned is to just, um, it's literally miracles, miracles of miracles of what I've seen. Uh, and it's just because, she sends out so much love and this is not what I'm saying. This is what people have told me. And then, and you know, she, and they send it back and they feel good. She feels good. It's just all in all, it's a beautiful thing. So I think the only thing we can control is our energy. So let's cleanse it. Let's purify it. Let's, you know, let's work on raising it higher. And, and I feel like that's what, you know, and when you send that out, like it helps the other person too. Uh, and my mom always tells me like, you know, someone else is feeling down, then your job is to keep your energy up so that you can lift that person up and uplift that person. Not that you go down with that person as well. Now both of you are like, you know, at lower energy states. Um, easier said than done. Uh, but, but that's something that I'm working on. And so I think that's my thing is just energy, like find ways to raise your energy higher. And it doesn't always have to be like meditation and yoga. It can be like, I don't know, surfing. I know one of my friends loves to go to the Antarctica and do a marathon there and she feels you know, charged after. So that's fine too, whatever works for you, but find a way to, to erase your energy and everything else solves itself. All the problems are problems of within. And if you can solve that, then the rest takes care of itself. Well, thank you so much. I have to say that this is probably one of my favorite episodes recording. You have enlightened my day. You have brought me so much joy and I'm sure you've brought the listeners so much joy as well. And I think that everything that was said in this episode is just pure, coming from pure love, pure good intention. And I am so grateful to you. Um, Where can everyone find you, find Oshpops, get the products and yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having, and thank you. Thank you for having us and thanks for reaching out. And, uh, um, Asha Pops um, on our website, ashapops.com, Amazon. um, If you're on the West Coast, we're we're at all the Whole Foods, Natural Grocers, Air One stores. um, East Coast, we're at all the Juice Press locations in New York, Boston, and the East Coast. Um, But yeah, Amazon and ashapops.com, definitely the easiest way. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jay. And I know that you have most likely, I mean 100%, gained some type of enlightenment from listening to this episode. As I said in the intro, he is just so kind and genuine and loving and just really refreshing. And yeah, 
If you have not yet tried Oshpops, then I'm sure after this episode, you are already running to go get yourself a bag. And if not, then go run. Obviously, I always link everything in the show notes where you can get yourself Oshpops if for whatever reason you can't find it in a local grocery store or somewhere nearby, then get yourself some on Amazon because truly you are missing out if you do not have this wonderful, wonderful treat. And on that note, thank your precious ears for listening. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Asha. And bye.